It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Good evening. Welcome to Alexandra Friends 660, The Answer. We want to wish you a very happy 2022. This is our first show for 2022. Our show is sponsored by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, and we are so glad to have everyone, all our, our, well, our producer still here. He hasn't abandoned us. No. Michael Clark, good I evening. How are you? you? <laughs> Happy New Year. How are you, Alexandra? <laughs> and of course, Billy Tatum. Hello. Thank you for being here today. Yes. So, and our uh, partner and co-host, P- Courtney Hathcock, is uh, not feeling very well. So we miss you, Courtney, and we wish you the best. You've had a tough year with your mom, with Gigi gone and everything, your divorce and everything else. So we're hoping that this year you find the most wonderful man. You find a great uh, time to enjoy us and continue being part of Alexandra and Friends. So what is happening to you this year? Billy, you're selling your home. You're yes. moving. You're. Yep. Um, Don't selling. sell out, Billy. Don't sell no, out. I have to. I kind of never wanted this house. We only got it because it was a relative's house and it was a good deal. And I'm happy to get rid of it when everything's still peaking. So. Well, yeah. you sound like a lot of like like Courtney. You're just changing everything in your life. Yeah, our we, our whole family is just crazy. Like road warriors every weekend, and just we're never stopped. You know, so that's amazing. Well, thank you for making time out of your busy schedule to be <laughs> yeah, with us on a Saturday night. You guys night. are peaceful. I enjoy yeah. coming in here. It's like <laughs> tranquil. Just. I just feel he's going to walk in with one of those uh, uh, paint guns and start right. doing a that's paint. That's why we need to keep That's it only when I have nothing else to do. I'm going to come up here and act up. That's why, Alexandra, we need to keep it muy tranquilo in here. Muy tranquilo. Well, yeah, I use that word tranquil a lot. I had a freshman English teacher, and every time I'd act up in class, she'd go, Mr. Tatum, put your head down, take a five-minute tranquility break. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> And, I, I, and I know Michael, we must yeah. not forget, we must start our show with the American oh, yeah. oh, the yes, Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance. Okay, so we need to hear your kids. So okay. they're amazing. Let's listen to them let's, right now. Let's do it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well, that was my kiddos, Michael Clark's family, and we were doing the Pledge of Allegiance right there. I was not in there. The deeper voice you there, you'll hear is my son, Yours, my, my I, oldest son, who's yes. 16 now. What? He Can you believe that, Mark? He has a husky voice. <laughs> He's going to have an amazing voice. I didn't voice. see these kids. I guess I've never seen them. Well, go to the website. Wait, not only that, you didn't come I'm on. Little... The, you didn't come over to Nan's uh, event <sighs> that we had. Oh, yeah. And she was the amazing. The house was yeah. so much fun. My wife really enjoyed the Christmas gifts that I got for her from there. And it was great. Billy, Miss Nan has I, your number. And I towel, did get a pair of socks. Her towel is still hanging on our oven. So, I mean. That's awesome. That's a great place she, to be. Stuff, <laughs> okay. That's that little kitchen towel she gave us. Oh, that towel. <laughs> Shall we introduce our guest? <laughs> yes, let's do that. First do of that. all, let's introduce uh, ourselves again for okay. 2022. Uh, I'm Alexandra, Alexandra Fincher, and I'm the host of Alexandra and Friends. Our, jo- our job to bring to you every Saturday night is about life health, wealth, and love. And our guests have been amazing this year, and we're hoping that they become more exciting this year for 2022. My co-host is Mr. Billy Tatum. Tell us a little bit about you, Billy, and what you do, and where they can they call you to get your uh, foundation taken care of. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Billy Tatum with Structured Foundation Repairs. I've uh, been there a little over 13 years now. 
And uh, I met Alexandra years ago on a job where I didn't recommend any work to be done. And I think that integrity just helped us be best friends uh, since. And so here I am. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And my name is Michael Clark. I'm the producer. I'm not usually on the air, actually, with this program. But uh, my kids are doing the Pledge of Allegiance every, every Saturday night. And so I've been in radio for 23 years mm. and um, a lot of that time here at 660, actually. Wow. And, um, I enjoy recording your show every week. Well, thank you, Bob. I enjoy oh, you're your an voice amazing... when you're on the show. Yes, and I enjoy your children more <laughs> yes. than anything else. Their voices are fabulous and I can't wait for them to start their own show. The Clark family. <laughs> one Wouldn't of them might. Great? I mean, yeah. out of four kids, there's a good possibility one of them might. Well, first of all, we had an amazing 2021. We had a new president come on board. We had a new oh, vice boy. president come on board. We had uh, COVID has been taking over the whole world. Uh, there's nothing else. I mean, I saw this article saying people are dying of cancer. They're dying of leukemia. They're mm-hmm. dying of, but no, everybody's dying from COVID. So this is, has been a, a very stressful. And uh, I think that we need to start 2022 with uh, a shot of tequila. Tequila. Yeah, I did that. Good. Yes, yes, Let's yes, yes. So we have an amazing guest. We have two amazing guests this evening, Michael Clark. Thank you to you. Hey, you're welcome. And one of them is a, a partner that you had when you were working here. Hmm? That's Who is right. now but, a, but you an know elected him too. official. Yes. Yeah, you know him too. So why don't you go ahead and introduce But him. I know him as a real official, not not as a, you know, an employee. Not, not as a buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, welcome, welcome. I'd like to welcome our judge, Mark. Rousseau mm-hmm. from uh, Rockwell County area. Oh, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. I mean, what stress to start the new year right off the bat? Now, now you got to be the the uh, linchpin of the beginning. Uh, uh, it's an honor. Well, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that uh, they twisted your arm to be here this morning, right, Michael? What uh, what district are you with, Mark? I'm in Precinct 3 precinct, in Rockwell yeah. County, which is the largest precinct in Rockwell County. You have a new um, congressman out there, um, Pat, uh, Pat, 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 um, what's Pat's last name? Pat Fallon. Pat Fallon. He used to be my, my state rep in, uh, little, in the Little Elm area. Yes, I like him very much. We've worked together in a lot of projects. Very, he's very, a very funny person. He is. Is he is indeed very funny. He's down to earth. Yes, a great um, family. I was actually a pallbearer for Congressman Ralph Hall, uh, honorary. Oh. And it, to see how politics, and when you realize that there's only been basically five congressmen in 100 years out of the area, I mean, that to me is amazing that you can touch history um, that close. And actually kind of Kevin Bacon in, in, in the sense of look back in the history when you have 30 years of Ralph Hall, uh, six years with uh, John Ratcliffe, but then it goes all the way back into Ray Roberts. Um, yeah. I mean, just just that history and then having the speaker from our area. I mean, it's, uh, it's really special. So, Mark, let's go back in time for you and let's go through uh, your political career just real quick. Uh, don't give us the uh, just give us the dime store novel. <laughs> you know, not, not not the whole thing. Start, but start in uh, Ohio. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was born in Canton, Ohio. Uh, actually, I'm from the Constitution town of Louisville, Ohio. Is actually where I graduated from high school in St. Thomas. Um, but I started out in uh, in uh, Louisville, 
and uh, wasn't expected to be much. Um, and I moved out of my house when I was 14 years old and uh, lived out of my car and uh, was told I wasn't going to do anything. I was voted most likely to be uh, the, the, the garbage man. <laughs> and uh, I was told I wasn't going to amount to anything. And uh, I ended up going to culinary school in Pennsylvania and then ended up working on a, a steamboat, the Dollar Queen steamboat, traveling around. Oh, my gosh. And it was really cool. But when you work uh, basically 12 to 18 hour days, seven days a week, six weeks straight with two weeks off, um, it adds up. I mean, I really learned to. Uh, really uh, admire hours and, and take take that, you know, find out how precious your minutes are because uh, that free time there, when you're working 126 hours on a boat uh, a week, um, you realize your free time is important. I, I got real sick, ended up uh, going back to school to broadcasting school in Ohio, in Cleveland. And I ended up working uh, in alternative radio and music. And uh, over the course of radio, I got a job offer with Sam Radio, where I ended up my first night, July 4, 2001, 4.15. I ended up at the 660 Studios. And those moments, my first friend was actually Mike Clark. Wow. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. What a great celebration. I was in college. Oh, wow. (laughs) What a great night. What a great evening today to bring... Two friends together. Yeah. 20 years ago on our show, Alexandra and Friends. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for this great evening. What made you think, made you leave radio and go to politics? Um, real, I always had an interest in it. Um, I, I grew up in a town where it was corrupt. And honestly, I, I wanted to make a difference. And when I saw, when I moved uh, to Rockwall, I saw an opportunity where I could serve. And and, and not saying the city was corrupt or anything like that, but but basically I saw opportunities <laughs> that um, I saw opportunities. So it uh, and God has just blessed me along the way. I mean, I, I've changed. I mean, Mike will tell you. I mean, I'm not even remotely close to uh, what I used to be. And I think that this area made me grow. Uh, Kendra Culpepper was the young Republican chair. Yes. And, yes. Candy and, was. And she uh, she when you. I mean, she really is why I'm here because I, I surrounded myself. When you surround yourself with people that are successful themselves, you too get success. And and so right. I, I found my my kind of my tribe. I found my my, and I think that that's where I, I got built up. So I think that that's been what's been really great. That's always great. good advice, this hard is- advice to follow too about surround yourself with right the people you need to be more like. Uh, so, Judge, I understand. I see that you were also a wrestler. Yes. Oh, so oh my gosh, I totally years. forgot. Let's hear Mark, yes. forgive me for forgetting how crazy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So <laughs> I, Renaissance did man over I, here. I did do stand up. And yes, I, I did pro wrestling. I wrestled under a guise of a, 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 a character uh, called Jimmy. And uh, I was a manager, but I ended up getting in a ring uh, and uh, uh, under a mask under Mr. Ree. I know, really witty. Um but uh, yeah, I, I've been really blessed. I've done stand-up comedy and, and and pro wrestling. I've been hit by more chairs than I can account. But then and and then getting used to the contact sports, I ended up going into politics. Saying, hey, there we I go. Can take a <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so 2006, I ran for council and lost. Um, but what was interesting is sometimes when you don't realize when you lose, it's how you accept that loss. Right. And uh, I ran a second time and the guy who uh, uh, beat me ended up supporting me close severe. Oh, my and gosh. I ended up on city council. No one thought I was going to win. I did a grassroots. I knocked on uh, thousands of doors, wore out 21 pairs of shoes. <laughs> and just um, um, made it about personal, made it about the people. And uh, in 2011, I was selected mayor pro tem in Rockwall. And then I got a call one day and, you know, you know how God works in, in mysterious ways. Yes. I got a phone call asking me to run for justice of peace. And I said, what? No, no, thank you. I'm going to help a friend of mine. And uh, I, I'm good. He calls back two hours later. He goes, hey, that spot's still open. Um, why don't you run? I go, well, I don't have any money. I don't, I don't. He goes, I've got a money guy. And I go, all right, but I'm not going to get the support. He goes, let me talk to some more people. I'm like, it's not going to happen. So he calls back at four o'clock and he goes, hey, will you run? And I go, wait a minute. You're calling me three times. Is this God sending me a message? Am I not listening? Am <laughs> three I not, times. There you go. Am I not, uh, am I not listening to what he's telling me to do here? And uh, I scrambled to get uh, uh, the stuff in. I go, well, let me, uh, let me pray on it. And I said, I'm going to do it. And uh, I called my wife, and we, we're brand new. We're newlyweds. So she's like, are you crazy? And she goes, well, whatever you want. And that's what's important is that you have a supportive wife and spouse. And, and, and I do have that. And I'm very lucky uh, beyond measure. But still, when you're in a brand new marriage and politics, I will tell you, <laughs> it adds pressure because well, spouses don't know what they're in for. Mm -hmm. And again, everybody in politics becomes a target. But yeah, I, I ended up getting elected. And then so in 2012, um, I, I got to go through the classes, you have an 80 hour class. And so the past 10 years I've been a judge and I do all kinds of things because in Rockwell County, not every JP is the same. So what we do is we, we are actually your chaplain. We are your, uh, we go out and we're the corner for the county. So we go out in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. uh, we go out and see the seats and I pray with the families because that is their worst moment. I mean, yes. let me tell you, everything explodes. You're not prepared, but no one is prepared for a death. I don't care. You, you, you know, I know seconds. So when you're walking into a stranger's house and they're at their worst moment in their life, the one thing I have to do is be mindful and pray and be strong, uh, but bring them in to know that it's going to be all right and make that moment, their worst moment, at least palpable. It isn't going to be great, but at least that they know that tomorrow is going to be a better day. And, I, and that's one of the great blessings that I have my job. And then, of course, I do court. Uh, we do up to 20000 in small claims. Wow. And then I magistrate. I'm the one that sets the bonds at the jail. And one thing that I found more important than ever is the tone that you start your day in court, that the way you start your court and treat people, that is how you're going to get your results more than anything in the world. And, um, and then, of course, as a manager of an office using taxpayer dollars, it's always important to be mindful. So you're always being on cue. So it's important that I know that I use not my money, but the citizens' money correctly, and that I represent them. And when they select me to do justice, it's not just me. It's the state of Texas. So whenever I make a judgment, it's reflecting the whole state, not just myself. Yeah.
Well, Judge, I think that is an amazing. Uh, it's a great attitude. Attitude, yeah. yes, yes, yes. What makes a good judge? Uh, temperance. I think honesty, integrity, humbleness. I think uh, being able to be honest that uh, you might not have all the answers, but willing to uh, look up the answers. And uh, I think I think faith is key. I think you need to have strong faith, and I I believe that um, the tone. Um, the way that you talk to people. Um, I think that is really key. Uh, growth. But, um, and then when, you know, if you don't know the answer, be willing to look it up. And if you don't have that, I'm lucky to have some mentors. Uh, Alistair Conan Dallas. Oh, uh, I love him. You know, he's he's not running again, right? Yeah, he is a gem. He and, is. And uh, he's one, he made me, honestly, my first day, um, I didn't know what to do. So I called him up. I didn't know him out of the blue. He goes, come out and learn. And he was really the person that made me believe I could do the job. I mean, he was the one. Uh, Jackie Miller out of Ellis County. Ellis. And then I'm just blessed to work with four great, or three other great judges down the hallway. And we, we're all in the same building. Uh, judge Penn, uh, Judge James, and Judge Witten. They're all really good judges. Um, and you'll see in other counties where they fight. We don't do that. We, we all work together. We work as a team to lift each other up, to fill in bench exchanges. Um, Rockwell's a special place. Rockwell County is a special place. It's it's um, growing tremendously. It's just one of the biggest areas. That's of, actually kind of where I want to move to. That's where that's where <laughs> Billy wants to move to. Do you have anything available for him out there? Uh, it's going fast. You know, well, now uh, if we're I know, the I'm smallest gonna, in size, we're the smallest county in size. <laughs> I'm also the Rockwell County, one of the historians for Rockwell County now. I'm on the oh, historic wow. commission. Well, you're amazing. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. Well, I have two two boys. Uh, my oldest is Alex. Uh, he was named after uh, a friend of mine. Alex, uh, his son passed away, and so we named him after that, after him. And then uh, my youngest is Lincoln. So uh, I love those Alexander names. Hamilton and and uh, I love that. And, and obviously Abraham Lincoln. So. Wow, that is exciting. Awesome. And and your wife. My wife is Nicole, uh-huh. and uh, she is uh, she is the probably most patient person you ever meet, especially to to be married to me. She you have to be. I have a question to ask you. You know, Alistair Cohen is one of my dear friends. I love him, but he always speaks. To, I've been to some of the weddings that he performs, and he always talks to the bride and groom and just has a little conversation with them before the wedding. Do you do that? I, I do. Um, but I also jokingly sometimes, depending on the situation. So one thing that we do is for military, um, I don't ever charge for military. Um, Good. But I always tell people that, remember, what what uh, what is free today will cost you $10,000 tomorrow. Um, and he's still talking about marriage. Get out of it and make a bad mistake. But no, um, honestly, <laughs> I, I tell them that, look, I look each other in the eye, and this is the person you're going to be waking the rest of your life up, and you're making the commitment for the rest of your life. Um. So, you know, when you have those tough times, I really believe that when whenever you're making a vow, um, you're not making it just with your spouse. It, typically in our ceremonies, you're making it under God uh, and typically. And so you have to understand there's three parties to that. And so keep, keeping that commitment and it's not always easy, but I do think that it's important um, when you can't handle your things in life, whether it's politics Get to your knees and drop and, and give it to him. And even in my own, I, I will tell you, that's what's important is is that you drop to your knees and, and, and pray and have him guide you through it. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's the most important is God. Without God, nothing can be done and nothing can be performed. And I also think that uh, I, I, I'm going to watch to see what happens with you uh, in the future because I see great things for you. Yeah. Don't you, Michael? Absolutely. I like his energy. I is love he always his energy. up here, Mike? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yes. man. Oh, is your gosh. wife up here, too, with that energy? Oh, uh, no. No, uh, we're complete opposites. Oh, I tell you. okay. We're here and- I understand. Oh, it's clearly a trap. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I well, that. Mark, it's been great to talk to you. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. We do have another guest <laughs> that I scheduled. I double booked because we, we we had people cancel on us. So Yeah, first of the year. First, first of the year. First year that happened. But you are amazing. I want to see you again. Yeah, and Mark, and like we to wanted you. to come back. Uh, you need to meet him. So if you have any problems <laughs> with your home, he can take care of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, come on out. We will, and come be, and have coffee with us I'll some be morning. Speeding through okay. Robert Wall from now on. Oh, watch it! He'll be speeding <laughs> there. If you don't call us, if he gets up with a friend again, thank you so much for being here this <laughs> evening, Mark. Thank and you, we Major appreciate Mark. you. And you. God bless you all. I, I offer you the very best, and hopefully, one day you run for president of the United States of America. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd want that job. Thank you, but, Judge, uh, so very much. We appreciate you. Okay, now we're going to transition to our next guest, who is Brian Glenn of Right Side Broadcasting Network, and Alexandra wants to get to know him. So well, here's Alexandra. I want to hear, this is Director of Programming and Correspondence. So, wow, we want to hear a little bit about you and what you're doing and a little bit about uh, your um, journey. That's what I want to know. We love journeys. And- it's all about the journey, isn't it? You look so young, and you say you were uh, entertaining the great Mer- Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin, yeah. Wow, that was yeah. my mother's favorite guy. I don't but know I why. Wanna, I, was, I see this story, so I just want to hear it straight know, from his own mouth it. about uh, the he's peacock. The, yeah, he's iconic. Um, it goes back to the late 80s. I got my first job at an NBC affiliate uh, in a small town in Texas, and, and he came to our market to do a promotion on, obviously, a lot of the shows that he's involved with and uh when he was there he he said hey we need someone to put on this peacock outfit uh, for some promo (laughs) shots and of course you got this young college kid uh who was willing to do anything just to get his foot in the door and i was like well i'll do it and so i put on this peacock outfit and it was way too tight i was uh i kind of felt like i was elf in that one scene where he's got the clothes and he's yeah he's an adult and it's too tight uh so uh, you know, I did that. And so I kind of got my foot in the door with promotions there and, and then just worked my way uh, throughout the station and, and just learned just about every aspect of television that I wanted to, and sales uh, that I wanted to know. Uh, I will note here uh, that picture that was in the archives at this station, uh, the station la- years later burned down. And so, unfortunately, I don't have any visual proof of how stupid I looked in that peacock outfit. But how, how disappointing. I'm sure you I was just going to ask you, yeah. can we have a picture? And there was no Instagram yeah. back then. Yeah, Brian's yeah, not so, at a loss here, I'm sure. No, I was not. But, uh, no, so, you know, I worked my way through the station, uh, get, you know, got a job on air doing some things, uh, morning show, morning reporter, feature reporter, afternoon lifestyle host, things like that. I was really engaged with, you know, music, the arts, the community, cars, cooking, home decor, all the, all the stuff that really encompasses a lifestyle show. And then, um, you know, made the transition up here to Dallas, worked at a local station here on the morning show for a couple of years and, and enjoyed that, you know, um, 
and then made the transition into radio. And and I got to be honest with you. And when people say, oh, my goodness, you know, I love what you do. You're, you're so good at it. And, you know, I was in Virginia for the governor race there with Glenn Youngkin. Oh, on my gosh. Night. Yeah, which was a great win, by the way. Um, I was it. on the air. I was on the air continuously live for eight and a half hours straight. And I'm talking no breaks, no co-host, no nothing. Had to really juggle a show. But I only could do that because of Michael Clark and and my uh, past experience uh, on the radio with Salem. Because I'm, I, it, it's such, it develops such a skill set with the ability to sustain a conversation, ask questions, reset the scene for, for, the, for the listeners. I mean, it really is yeah. a, a, a craft. Um, radio is a craft. I'll and say so, Mike greases the wheels occasionally around here. Especially live radio, Brian. <laughs> yeah. You're talking uh, something totally different from the way you record a podcast where yeah. you separate the segments and you piece it all together later. But live radio, yeah. you are absolutely right. You've got to think on the fly. That's the name of the game. It is. And, and, and I got to say, the great Mark Davis at 660, mm-hmm. um, I still put him in my, my short list of career people that I've looked up to uh, as far as his style, his mannerisms, just his just the way he directs his show. I just yes. love it. So I'm a big fan of Mark Davis. Me too. So, uh, you know, did some radio, got back into television. And of course, uh, here comes the, you know, the, the 2020 elections. And and um, I think the greatest president in our modern day era, Donald J. Trump. Amen. I was, amen to that. I was covering a Trump rally. Um, for for a station uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the station did not necessarily appreciate that uh, I was there. And to kind of save some details for the legal purposes, <laughs> I was released. <laughs> I was released uh, from that network. I was no longer; my services were no longer needed. So, but that's when you know the great people over at Right Side Broadcasting Network. I came across them. We started talking and uh, next thing you know, I was on an airplane and I didn't come home for over a month uh, during the campaign of 2019, uh, you know, 2020. So yeah, it's just been, it's been a, a remarkable ride and it's not, you know, we're such a, well, this is a great time to be alive in our country. A lot of yes. people are so depressed about what's going on and I have the opposite uh, viewpoint. We are witnessing history. Amen. In this country, mm-hmm. we are witnessing a renaissance, not only a spiritual renaissance, but I think a renaissance in patriotism in this country. Yes. And we've allowed uh, socialism, the left, very demonic forces to basically uh, slowly uh, remove us from love of country, love of God, control of our kids, control of our medical freedom. And we're now put in a position where we we really need to stand up. And even you're seeing people that have normally not been politically motivated. They have not been uh, active, you know, as far as making their voices heard. But now they are. And I've said this, guys, this country will be taken back by parents, by moms. Yes, I agree. Mama Brian. Bear is Mama Bear is not going to let the government tell her what to do with her kids. And um uh, and I just really feel strongly like that. And that's really how Glenn Youngkin uh, won uh, Virginia. It was because of the the pushback mm-hmm. that parents gave at school boards. So this show is brought to you by Miller Title Roberto Perez every Saturday night at 10 p.m. 
listen to our podcast on Alexandra and Friends. And uh, we are here this evening with an amazing guest by the name of Brian Glenn. Brian Glenn. Brian, you look amazing on this picture over here standing in front of the White House House on the left-hand side. Yes, you look amazing. Have you met anyone in the White House lately? Uh, Yeah, I have. Uh, Well, when I was, we were kind of stationed uh, during the election and post-election in D.C. So we went to the White House on a regular basis to cover events. And if I'm not mistaken, that particular picture you're looking at right now was taken on the day of Operation Warp Speed when the president announced oh. his plans for the vaccine uh, to be developed. So that was, I remember that picture well. That is near the West Wing. Uh, behind me is the, or in front of me rather, is the Eisenhower building. Uh, just remarkable. Uh, I mean, that whole area is just, it's, it's just, just I mean, the first, it's amazing. I remember the first time I walked in and I just had to pinch myself that I was there. Uh, but I have, I've met the president, uh, interviewed the president just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for the second time. And he's, you know, just a tremendous person to, to just to begin with, period. Um, and just, a, you know, a great, we all know how great he was for this country and is still fighting for this country as we speak right now. But to answer your question, a lot of great people in, in the Trump staff, the Trump team, tremendously talented people, people who have purpose, people who are trained for their positions, people who have, you know, uh, good intention for this country, uh, very much like the uh, firestorm that is the Biden administration. I mean, look at his cabinet right now. And you got Pete Buttigieg, who I have no idea what he's doing right now. And I, right. he might be on maternity leave. Is he still on maternity leave? I was going to ask. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he might still be. I don't uh, understand anything happening in there right no, now. No, nothing right. at all. Yeah. Well, you said firestorm, and I think what you mean is dumpster fire. Yes. Dumpster but, yeah. Yeah. We, we got you. We got your meaning. So I think Billy actually had a specific question that he wanted to ask well, you about I mean, our former president. I just want to know. When you meet him, Brian, and you're talking to him personally, how does it feel versus what you see portrayed on the media? Number one question I, I got, uh, it's just like if I was to meet you mm-hmm. or Michael, it's very, it's it's just down to earth. It's a it's real, real conversation, I mean, right? And it's, Yeah. What, one of the biggest takeaways I got was that people say that when we were talking back and forth, and we've got kind of behind the scene footage on that. It's like we've known each other for years, and that's what he comes across, very personable, very like he's known you and your family. And um, it, it, I, I, kept, I had to keep pinching myself again going, wait, this is the guy the media says is so evil and so right. dangerous yes. in this country. See, that's what I wanted it's, to hear. That's what I believed also. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Okay. That's awesome to hear, Brian. And I, I, I think have an I, important question. Okay. Well, I was <laughs> going to go off that same tangent for just a second. I was going to say what I was saying off air was that I thought that um, President Trump was a media figure beforehand and he had been trained to be in front of the camera and that I think a lot of those habits are still sticking with him when he mm-hmm. gets into an interview situation. Am I right about that, Brian? Absolutely. Kind of like know, an on-screen character role. Yeah. There you, you go. You know, he is, he is an entertainer. He right. is a yes. marketer. You know, he knows how to play the media. We just saw... Uh, back on January 6th, you know, he canceled a press conference that was scheduled at Mar-a-Lago to address a lot of the fake news and the misinformation about January 6th. Well, guess what he did? He pulled the rug out from everybody, mm-hmm. canceled the press conference. And we don't know exactly 
Why he did that, we'll find out on January 15th in Phoenix, Arizona, where he's going to talk about that. But he knows how to work the media and the media falls for it. You know, the, the, the mainstream media falls for it or they bash him for it. And, or yeah. they bash him for I, it. Yeah, but, the media's yeah, default yeah. is going to be bash. We're yeah. supposed to control him, not us. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, Brian, exactly. Brian, okay, Alexander. Brian, real quick, there's two things I want to ask you. Are you married? Yes, I am. Have 20, children? 24 years. I, I should. How long I did you say you were married? You said 40. 24. 24. Yeah, 20-something years. He feels like it's 40. Yeah, well, I hey, you know, I don't think there's any filter on that picture that I posted up, but you're very kind uh, I do feel uh, in the, I feel like a 14 year old physically and, and mentally I'm probably 16. Um, but yeah, three kids married um, really. And I, I got to tell you, it's one of the hardest things in life. And I, I know, Michael, you've got kids and I, I don't know about you guys, but it's one of the toughest thing to do now is to raise a kid in today's mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. That's right. without a doubt. You yeah, know, I, I'm 52 hard. years old and it's a little different when I was a kid and have the, the forces coming at us like we have now. Yeah, but I've got a daughter kids, in college. I've I hear her call me and she says things, and I just kind of hold my breath and go, "All right, all right, we'll get through this." It's, it's yeah. I have one more question. Tell us about Wanda's <laughs> reality program. Yeah, Wanda's was a, a really unique situation. It was I shot that. Uh, this was really back before the Housewives was even a, a thing, and and it basically followed about five uh, women who were married to professional baseball players, musicians, uh, football players, uh, high level attorneys. And I just followed their life. And it was, it Wanda's was a description. If someone lived uh, in the particular part of town where we shot this, it was kind of a, a kind of an upscale wealthy area. They were called Wanda West end Wanda's. Um, huh. And so, yeah, it was just a reality show. And I think, you know, and then it wasn't till the next year is really when Housewives came out, and I thought to myself, "My goodness, I should have." Uh, yeah, you almost really, had that. Yeah, I almost had that. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. You know, my my whole background really is content creation. I I, I like I like ideas. I like trying to yeah. you know put together you know shows and things like that. Hence, you know, I'm over uh, director of programming. So that's I'm kind of glad I'm in my wheelhouse. But yeah, once again, um, we are yeah. speaking with the director of programming for Right Side Broadcasting, Brian Glenn. <laughs> Yeah. And he is telling us about his story and about some of his experiences <laughs> uh, interviewing people and shows that he's been on and created. And uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about uh, Frozen Custard. Oh, well, no. Man, there's so oh, much stuff goodness. here I don't know about. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it was, Frozen Custard is a, I'm going to give you the, the Wikipedia answer. And this is when people would ask me. <laughs> it is the, uh, the premium, it's a premium form of ice cream made with 1.4% butterfat and 2% egg. So it's got to have egg Thanks, and butterfat. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And you know, it's it's really kind of created from up north, up in uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Those states really was where it was kind of, I guess, created and not really created, but that's kind of where the popularity uh, started from. If you want to go to a place here in North Texas. The, the best that I've come across, and I don't mind giving them a shout out, and maybe they'll sponsor your, your podcast. Sounds good. Is Andy, Andy's Frozen Custard. Is know oh, Andy's. my gosh. Andy's is great. We know. Yeah. So, it, we know about I, Andy's. I have wow. my little card that I get a free every five times, every time. I, so, Brian, they think that I'm just being totally random by bringing this up, but yeah. you have a connection to this, right, Brian? I, I do. You know, I there was a point back in the late 90s that I just kind of wanted to 
you know, quote, get off the beach of, of what I was doing in the media. And I got into the frozen custard business and packed up from Southern California, moved out to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, uh, where we our family had some land that we owned uh, right on the, the water there. And we built a frozen custard uh, franchise and we, we, sold, we sold licenses at the time, a little different than selling franchises, you should sell licenses. And we sold several licenses. We sold one to the great Carl Malone of, at that time, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he had bought a license from us and had uh, expanded some stores or locations in Southern California. And then we were expanding down to South Florida. So that's kind of where I got off the beach for a while and literally lived on the beach, but uh, got out of the media, got out of that, did that for about six years and then jumped back into it. Uh, came back to Texas. We sold all of that, came back to Texas. I just find I that so in. fascinating because when I got out of media, Brian, I went and d- delivered pizza. You <laughs> well, started a franchise. I scooped ice that cream. is so and, cool. So, and it was not glamorous, Michael. I would say this. I worked probably, well, not probably. I worked 14, 15 hours a day from right. April 1st yeah. to November 1st. You know, every tough. single day. Sure, yeah. It's and hard. you know what? You know what? Uh, Brian doesn't even know this, but my son actually just got his second job. Uh, his first one only lasted like a couple months and then place went out of business. But his, his job he's at right now, my oldest son, Preston, is scooping ice cream about nice. two blocks from our house at a, a local shop. Nice. Uh, well, think about this, guys. When someone comes in to get ice cream, they're generally in a good mood. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. wrong with that? It's great. Everyone's. And I used to say when people come in in a bad mood, I honestly would tell them. What is your problem? You're getting the world's greatest <laughs> ice cream. What, like, step outside and come back in because we don't take frowns. And Andy's is a good place. Have you seen the lines there sometimes? Oh, even God. on yeah. a even on a work night at nine o'clock at night, there's sure. people standing in line to get mm-hmm. Andy's. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. No, they got a good business. Yeah, they, they got, do. and they got the right machine. We use the same machine they did, so uh, that's why it uh, comes out like it is. It's, it's a gravity fed machine with no air pumped into it like Dairy Queen. I'm like, oh, no, so no, delicious. Dis- no. So where no does Andy stand politically, by the way? Because you know, they've got, where does Andy stand politically, by the way? Because they've got a good fan base. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Andy's know. is if Andy's is like in and out Burger or or Chick-fil-A. Like or, Chick-fil-A or well, Chick-fil-A is not that outspoken. The media yeah. tries to make them oh, yeah, say, yeah. think that they oh, are. Yeah. But I, uh, that. I think that uh, In-N-Out actually has taken I a, just a bigger if, stance. If Andy's ever made a statement, they would have a lot of people right behind him. So. <laughs> yeah, so. you're right. The volume you know, of well, look at Well, look at cancel culture. I mean, as yeah. soon as the left attacks a company, yes. we know there's far. Look, here's the difference. There is far more people like us That's than, right. who call, than, than the other side. But the other side, here's the deal. They have control of the noise yeah. makers, so they're, they're able to the make most. the most noise. Yeah. yeah, and we're just like, hey, can we just keep this peaceful and mature and move on with our? No, we're no, no. and then they rage. Yeah. Hey, Brian, <laughs> I, a real quick question: Did you ever meet the the uh, John and uh, Carol? Unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity. Okay, because they were the actual. Uh, I I sort of my mom my mom had you know I knew them. Okay, so I just was wondering. <laughs> No, I'm sure that Brian knows quite a few people around uh, in the political circles. Well, though, no, that, that you they know. started the ice cream. The, they started the Andes. Oh, they, they, oh, they started yeah, the, Andes. the Andes. Oh, they started yeah. the Andes. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, well, I, I kind of relate because I got out of the engineering side of things for a little bit, and a friend asked me to be a, a district manager for Smashburger, a couple of Smash restaurants Burger. in East oh, Texas. Wow. And so for about two years, 
I helped manage those few stores, and then I realized, oh, no, why did I do this? Right. <laughs> you realized you didn't want to be in it. This is tough work. It's tough business. It's tough, yeah. tough business. Yeah. I, I see why they want more money yeah. to work there. I had my restaurant, Alexandra's, open. I was, That's yeah, right. You did. I had Alexandra's right next to Cappuccino. And uh, it what, was very where, where successful. Where was that? On it, Midway and, uh, 30, and 635, oh. right next to Cappuccino. And then I sold it to Yanni's and... Mm. It was an amazing. How long ago was that? Uh, 84. 84. Okay, so. And then I had my cafeterias and I had Golden Mm. Bistro, which was another restaurant. Right. I've been in the food industry all my life. You know, where you're Jewish, you grow up in the trade. So we've all had some experience. (laughs) Some experience, but I do want to tell you it's a rough, Personally, I think people who have worked in restaurant business, no matter what role you played, it helps develop a certain kind of character oh. from you. Oh, and yeah. I'd rather be friends with people who have waited tables or worked in restaurants than people who have never done that because mm-hmm. they seem to be a different type of well, polite there, people. <laughs> there's one thing we know here is that we love the ice cream Andes. Yeah, I think apparently. it's an amazing and, and I hope that they're listening because I have my little <laughs> card that every time you buy, you, you get to punch it. After the fifth one, you get a free one. Yeah, so. we do need uh, another sponsor for the show, or maybe Ooh, they want to run yes, ads on our show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Real quick, Brian, in, in the next last minute, what are you doing tomorrow, the day after tomorrow? What do you have going on soon, but in the future? Or when you grow well, up. <laughs> when you grow up. <laughs> when I grow up. Well, it's it's funny. You know, we're, we're this year is going to be a very busy year with midterms, and so mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're all over the country. I'm, I'm in uh, Arizona, going out to Pennsylvania. Uh, and then uh, just California for a little bit. So wherever there's election going on, that's pivotal to this country, Georgia, uh, that's where I'm going to be. And, and just keep uh, keep fighting for the truth. Uh, election integrity is huge. I mean, we don't have an election if we can't secure our elections. And yeah. we saw, you know, so we saw what's going on in the in the 2020 election. So that's what's on my plate for the rest of the year. Hopefully, you know, enjoy some Andes and some cup of coffee and maybe I'll come by yeah. and see you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, hey, Brian, great. did you see that statistic that came out the other day about uh, how many people uh, on the right side of things think that uh, the previous election was uh, hinky? Did you yeah, see? I, did. I mean, yeah. it was like 75, 85%. And if you've got 75 to 85% of one a political leaning in the country who think that something is wrong with what's going on with the way elections are carried out, then the trust is just so eroded. It is. Well, and it would, that would be higher if the mainstream media actually reported some of the findings in the Senate hearings Mm -hmm. that I went to every single Senate hearing after election. If they, well, the, the, the mainstream media now is nothing but fear porn. So yeah, it really is. It's it's, uh, misinformation, but um, slowly it's changing. uh, Truth will, well, yeah, it it will, and, and the truth will come out. And well, where can and people... I've always said this, guys: people that have doubled down their hate on Trump yeah. and their hate on conservatives, no matter what the truth is in front of them, they have too much pride to swallow and mm-hmm. admit that they were wrong. So they ne- they'll never do that. Yeah, so they're going to just keep telling themselves that we're evil. The elections are safe. Yeah, Trump lost. Biden is the most popular president in history. <laughs> they'll never, they'll never go back. Oh, Even and, and vaccines are the only way to beat a disease. And I haven't seen anyone say that about Biden. So that's <laughs> yeah. fun. 
So yeah, are we um, allowed to say uh, ivermectin works? Are we allowed yes. to say that on this? I, okay, I think in your opinion, right? So it's, our, yeah. it's your opinion. That is my that. opinion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have it. I'm looking at. I can go get it at the kitchen right now. I, I, oh. I have it. So. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, oh, Brian, really it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here this evening, and we're looking forward to meeting you in person. And oh, next... and where can we find you? Yes, you can find me on on Twitter. You can find me on Getter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Brian Glenn TV uh, across the board. That's usually where you can find me. And you can follow us on Right Side Broadcasting Network. Uh, just same thing. Go to Facebook, YouTube, uh, Getter. Yeah, there's there's also a right side, right, right side Broadcasting app too, right? Yeah, there's an app. If you, Yeah, there's an app. You go to your Google, your Android store. That's probably the best way to keep up with this. Or you can go to RSB rsbnetwork.com okay. uh, to, fo- to follow us there. So all kinds of good places. And I, I certainly appreciate you guys having me on today and God bless what you're doing. You're, you're, yeah. you're pushing out the truth. Well, I thank well, you for your efforts, Brian. Thank, thank you. you. And we'll yeah. be connected with you on our Facebook, on our website, alexandraandfriends.com. So be sure and give us a, a little like. Okay. I will. Thank I you, will Brian. You guys and, and, and share your content. I appreciate your time. Let us know right. about uh, January the 6th on the 15th of uh, January, please. Okay. And have yeah. a great yeah. rest of your weekend, Brian. Happy New Year. The Happy New Year to you guys. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, and Alexandra and Billy are here with me. Good evening. We are wrapping up after some great guests today. Yes. Tell us uh, a little really, bit. What do you think about uh, our Brian, guests? I really like Brian. I. I wish I could travel with them and help report some stuff, but it's nice to see someone out there just chasing truth. Sounds fun, you doesn't know? it? It does sound like oh. it, and I'm glad he's good at it. We need people like him. Probably tough for him sometimes, though, being away from his family for weeks at a time. Yeah, he said he was gone a whole month at one point. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the something. judge is amazing. I mean, oh, really yeah. and truly. Judge Mark Russo. Mark Russo. Both uh, good people, both, good energy. Both, yeah. both. The energy and also very honest and very upfront. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things is life. And that's mm-hmm. what we talk about, the journey of life. and Big life. Well, and I would like to thank 660 AM and Salem Media Group for <laughs> letting me meet these people in my past. And um, that's yeah. how we got them as guests today. Yeah. Well, Michael, I, all I got to say is you've had an amazing journey in your life. And I, I like to hear some of the stories of the people you've actually this worked with. This is kind of fun, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have actually. I was thinking about that the other day about, you know, I feel like I'm in the same place, but then when I look back and see what I, all I've been involved in and everything that I've had my hand on, I've actually done some pretty cool stuff over the past couple of decades. Have you ever thought of writing a journey, a journal on 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 all your guests, yeah. and the people that? Because look at You've this. You've been a pretty big cog I mean, around is, here. This is something that I'm looking at this and imagine you have had the inside of these people. You worked with them, mm-hmm. or you interviewed them or something but yeah well wouldn't it be great for you to just a journal of of all these people and short you know we could really work off of that that would be cool i don't know if i can do it i'd have to get together with somebody who knows what they're doing <laughs> Take a lot of but, a lot of time probably well yeah. but i think recording it you know you start recording it and yeah record true. the journal and i think what do you think i mean he's met a lot of interesting people this this is an amazing that's because they've show. already been through here <laughs> they've been through here on their way to the on top. their way yeah. to the top but you know sometimes you, you're correct sometimes the top has to get from the bottom yeah. and and you've got to have a it foundation at the to bottom hear those yeah. stories i mean those he stories. threw out that custard and just oh what? my god 
gosh. I Where did that come this. from? What? <laughs> so so he so he started his franchise. Brian started his franchise when he was living in South Carolina. That is so they, cool. They moved out there. They had some family land, like he said, and they started the franchise. And then they started selling the license, the product. To the product. Wow. And, yeah. And it just took off. Let's talk a little bit about the end of the t- 2021. I think that was a very, it's been a very strong and very hard year for mm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And I hope that 2022, um, please, please changes because a it's hurting businesses, a little uptick. I think what's happening is the media just keeps telling us how bad everything is, how many people are dying daily, how many this, that. I think we just become numb. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't that, think really anybody cares. That is why I shut off my national news and I shut off my Facebook and Twitter for over a yeah. year now. And it's just because I cannot stand it. I realize that when it's I walk all around the fear world, born. I can I don't see all the issues the media tells us about. When I walk around in the whole world, I mean, all over DFW, I, I see all kinds of people, all different areas, all different types of affiliations, and I don't see the 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 problem. And how do they interact with you? Perfectly, like normal human Neighbors, beings, right? Neighborly, Neighborly. right? Like so, the Texas way kind of thing is so everywhere. Let us be the people to tell you that uh, our listeners that this is not how. No. The country is working right now. We are not at each other's throats. People are neighbors to each other, especially yep. here in North Texas. People go out and they walk around. They go to the grocery store. And they're nice. And they're nice. Pleasant. Whether you choose to believe all the stuff about having to wear a face mask on top of a face mask on top of a face mask, we're still going to be nice to you. We're still, we're still going to be your neighbors and yep. we're still going to get along with you no matter what your color or religion it's just not the way the media portrays it. It's the no. human heart that is the most important. Right. It's, and that's the and connection that's what it's that you all need about, to make. Connection with, yeah. and, and people feeding think your a children. lack of media is some kind of control. I don't think so. No, I think I, what happens with the media, they want to be in control, but it is up to each yeah. of us to take control of our lives. But if we had the kind of social coverage, you know, that we used to have before the dawn of the Internet, I think we would all still be just as informed, probably more properly informed, instead of all this information, which some people literally just make anything up so they can just throw something out there in the mix to see if it sticks. I see that a lot. That's that's tiring when I see people from both sides just slinging mud for no reason. It's like, we got to put an end to this. You have almost have to have several weeks of intensive training just to figure out how to boil down all the information that you're getting yes. and come to a some resemblance of the truth. Absolutely. And are we going to be better for it one day? All this strife? No. Is it going no. to make us no. stronger? No. no. Nobody's no. ever going to put on their tombstone. I wish I'd spent more time researching crap on the internet. <laughs> That's not no. what I mean. I mean, is all this coming to an end socially? Like, are we going to evolve or enlighten from this one day? A hundred years from now, oh, we're going to look I back so. and I go, hope so, because you wow, know what? I'm glad we went through that, but I'm glad it's over. Mm. You know? Well, it should, we always say, it'll never, it should never happen again. It keeps happening. We just yeah. have right. to go through the history, same history, history repeats, repeats itself, and, that's, itself, that's, and that's we allow we it to repeat to say. itself. We need to look at the past to understand how to live in the future. Well, are we thinking about what we're going to be thinking about in the future at this point? Well, like, think about your children. Are we going to be disappointed on how we today? behaved? And, but just think about what are the children of today? What are they learning? Yeah. What are they learning? What is their future? It's just a think. lot different. Just think. I mean, I see the tw- this 12-year-olds. and th- look. Just think about that 14-year-old. That took a gun mm-hmm. with his father mm-hmm. on the end of the year and went and killed four more people. Yep. Yeah. And I his think father we were claims our, he didn't I, know about the gun. He took him. He took him to the station yeah, and, drove, and, him and drove him there. 
how can we allow these things to happen? And this, I mean, it's just become an evil, evil, evil world. I'm glad I grew up without technology. Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with parents also. It has yeah. a lot to do with yeah. parents. And, parents. And there was no technology in uh, the 60s when they took God out of public school. That was the other reason. No. God, I don't care if you're an atheist or whomever you are, even if you're an atheist, you believe in something well, or somebody. George Washington said that the founding principles of this country do not work well for a people who don't have religion. That's right. And remember, this is a Judeo and Christian country. I think the Constitution is a good document. Absolutely. For the better yeah. of people, not just religious people. For everybody. For everybody. It's so, freedom. So by that, Washington and the founders mean that the principles that the, the country the was founded. Yeah, the ethical and moral principles found yeah. in the scriptures are what the the laws of this country are based on. And if you don't respect that at its base, then you're not going to be able to be a good citizen. Yeah. So even if you don't believe in a higher being, you have to believe in the founding principles yeah. and the fact that those traditions had worked perfectly well for what? 6,000 years for the Jews, right? right absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and God the- works in mysterious ways. I think good works in non-mysterious ways. If you're just a good person, you don't, have to be religious, but you can still be a good That's true. ethical person. That's true. But then you get into the debate about where those ethics come from and at what point you're willing to abandon them. And if you're religious you're about it, you don't abandon them. Well, I think the most remember that we have an Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And if you go and use that as your book, mm-hmm. you do well. And then you won't believe in Jesus. Well, that's not true. That's up to, you know. <laughs> That's still up to you. You can believe in Messiah yeah. by reading the Old, Te- yeah. Old Testament. Old Testament will get you to where you, be, you know, to your next level. But, yes. <laughs> you know, I believe that we should all think about the Ten Commandments. And I think that I will agree. be great, yeah. great um, example. And maybe one day we'll review them. Sure. We Let's should. review one right now. Honor your father and mother. Uh. Oh. Honor your father and mother. What's the, what, what comes after that, that? What comes after that, Alexandra? Do you remember? It's the only commandment of the 10 with a promise attached to it, that if you obey your mother and your father, that you will be blessed by God. Hmm. Well, Well, we're going to, you know what? Let's (laughs) leave this for the next show because let's do it. Let's, by the way, we have a very fine, um, a guest next week by the name of Paul Freeman. He is a uh, teacher. He's an African American gentleman who is in his seventies and he's going to come and give us the, um, great review of, I have a dream. Okay. And you're going to listen to him, and you are going to be just so excited to hear him. Thank you so much for listening to our first show for 2022. I think it was amazing. We have great guests. Thank you, Billy Tatum, yes, for ma'am. being here. I'm glad I rolled in this morning. Michael Clark, thank you for being our great um, producer. You're welcome. Uh, please listen to Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. Like us on Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660. And listen to our podcast on any one of the uh, channels you listen to. Again, have a good evening. Thank you, Miller Title, for sponsoring our show. Good night. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.